Hey there, you're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new friends! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Mary. <laughs> Thank you, everybody and Sienna. <laughs> um, so, I have a question for you. Do you remember? I'm going to, like, take it back to like when we were kids because I feel like this is probably most applicable to that sort of era but do you ever recall when you were a kid someone saying I'll be your best friend to try and get you to do something for them oh (laughs) I don't no. <laughs> I mean, as we all know, I have a very bad memory. So <laughs> this could have possibly happened, but I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. I definitely remember that being a thing, though. Yes. Maybe it did happen to me. It totally was a thing. Like when you when you said that, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it just like it took you back, didn't it? <laughs> like on the playground or something, like someone you knew clearly wasn't your best friend yeah. is using that as like incentive for you to do something for them or tell them something trying to manipulate me (laughs) exactly (laughs) and I had a thought the other day like nobody says that anymore like saying that you'll be someone's best friend isn't an incentive to do something for somebody you know it's not fair trade-off yeah well maybe it's just We've grown up. (laughs) Well, definitely. I think that's a a huge part in it. (laughs) Like we're not, um, you know, five and six years old being like, oh my gosh, best friendship is like the ultimate currency. Of course, I'm going (laughs) to trade my Cheetos. Well, exactly. Is that we didn't understand friendship. Like we didn't understand what it meant. Right. As kids, like we enter friendships so quickly and then we exit them really quickly as well. Yeah. So... There wasn't really a concept of what being a friend or even being a best friend was. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I bet, like, half the time that just meant, like, I'll just be your friend. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'll be nice to you for a bit. (laughs) But I think if someone, like, said that to me nowadays, I'd be like, okay, so (laughs) this is, like, a a lifetime contract. Like, it's a blood oath. (laughs) There's no going back. You're my best friend forever. Um, I probably actually wouldn't take it that seriously, but you know, just got to pump up the drama for the podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> always. The all, the drama is always like high key. For yeah. This. <laughs> so uh, even though you don't remember someone saying that, like you're pretty familiar with that phrase. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So why do you think people need a best friend? Like obviously when we're kids, it's just so easy to call someone your best friend. It's like a throwaway thing, you know? I feel like the loyalty's not really established at that point. Yeah, right. But obviously when we're older, um, a lot of people do have best friends and they kind of rely on them so heavily. And do you think there's a reason why people think that they need a best friend in their lives? Well, they just need like support systems, um, especially when you're older, I think, mm-hmm. because you, you don't have your family constantly there. Mm-hmm. And so friends are essentially the next best step, especially if it's a friend that lives like in close proximity to you. They are the people you like you you trust beyond all trust. Like if it's not a significant other or if it's not like a, you know, immediate family member, then it's like those people, you know, that like no matter what, they're not going to like 
they're not gonna let you down. They're not gonna like tell your your secrets. They're yeah. you know they're gonna <laughs> empathize and they're gonna like put you in your place when you need to be put in your place. And there's so, it's just someone that you know you can completely rely on. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, like as we get older. I think a lot of people start maturing and they start realizing that those type of friendships are very valuable and harder to come by as well, you know? So for instance, if you're a parent and you meet some of the other parents at your child's preschool, just as an example, um, you all have similar priorities and you share a similar sort of lifestyle, let's say. So... In some instances, you're going to be on the same sort of page, you know, like Mm -hmm. you each have kids and your kids come first. But also if someone calls you up and is like, oh, my gosh, I can't pick up Joey from school. Can you please pick him up? Um, They might be like, sure, of course, because they understand the situation you're in. Whereas if you're younger, you know, everyone like, for instance, in their 20s is kind of like doing their own thing, figuring themselves out. Mm. It's a little more self-involved. Yeah. I almost said selfish, but I don't think that's fair. Um, it's just like you're putting yourself before a lot of people. And obviously, like, right. there are plenty of people out there who put others before themselves, but this is just like a generalized case. Yeah. I think with that idea, um, priorities is like a really good word you used mm-hmm. because as we grow up, we have just different priorities. And so needing a best friend or knowing what a best friend is, like defining it is going to be different throughout your life. So when you're really young, like we talked about earlier, it is just someone who's like, just like, you know, a, a, you know, that random friend on the playground that you just happen to both be at the same place at the same time. And so now you're like, oh my God, best friends. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you're like in your, you know, late thirties and you have kids that are like, in elementary school and they're the ones who are going through that you like need someone who understands your lifestyle and someone that is going to be constantly there through like the hardships of like having a family and like being in your Mm mid-career and it's just as you grow up you just find different priorities and those priorities fall into how you define a best friendship by the way guys if you haven't noticed already we're talking about best friends this week (laughs) But, like, to be fair, when aren't we talking about best friends? That's true. That's true. (laughs) And, like, that is, like, a little disclaimer, as always, is that we've probably mentioned a lot of this stuff before. Yeah. Um, Especially, especially, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. We we talked a little bit about this, um, like, especially the BFF breakup episode. Right. um, Because we were talking about best friends there. But, yeah. So... This week, I wanted to talk about when someone calls you their best friend, Mm. like someone, you know, you maybe consider them like a close friend or whatever. And they say, oh, yeah, you're my best friend. Have you ever had that happen to you? Like someone just just bring that up out of the blue, calling you their best friend? No. What? Really? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I've had that happen to me at least, like, a few times, I want to say. Whereas, like, okay, there have definitely been best friends in my life where it's, like, we've mutually just kind of 
melded together and then it all of a sudden we started calling each other our best friends but it wasn't ever like yeah I consider you one of my best friends sort of thing but that has happened to me a few times and I've always been caught super off guard it's like such a shock and I just feel so (laughs) on edge I'm like oh my god it's like someone saying they love you and you just oh yeah yeah you feel like you're not there yet like (laughs) it's like we've never talked about this before I don't know where is this relationship going I barely know them sort of thing you know and they're just like professing this uh, level of the relationship and you're like oh I need to respond um, so that's where I'm coming from with this <laughs> I want to know how you respond but first I'll, I'll say that I've never had anyone like catch me off guard on it like everyone who has ever like mentioned that they're my best friend in any kind of way whether it's like suddenly or not mm-hmm. they've always been someone who I was very close to and considered a best friend in return okay. so it's never been like uh, what are you talking about random person I met you two weeks ago you know yeah <laughs> not that that's what your experiences are I'm just being dramatic obviously but um yeah I want to know what you how you respond Okay, so I'll set up the the scene. So this person, I'd known them for maybe like a while, about like a year of like solid hanging out very regularly. And I think that I considered them one of my close friends or one of my great friends, but I hadn't really thought of them as my best friend. And I think we were driving somewhere or just like hanging out and they were like, oh, yeah, you're my best friend, so of course. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's so nice. Like, I had no idea. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, because, like, I hadn't thought about it in that sort of sense. I hadn't thought, like, we're best friends. Because to me, I think I've touched on this before, when that label is put on a friendship, I think the way I approach it just changes, like, Mm-hmm. I'm more protective of it. I'm more, um, I I don't know. I think protective is probably. You're more serious about it. Yeah. It's You're like, like more serious about the relationship. Yes. It's like we're, we're here together. We both, we're working together to reach the same goals. Um, we have the same beliefs. And like, it's like we love each other, you know? And um, so when someone says like, I consider you my best friend or you're my best friend. I'm like, oh my God, how long have they been thinking this? Have I been like slacking and not even known it? And I feel like, oh no, I'm going to mess it up. So that's why I'm, I kind of like turn it into like, oh my God, thank you. Like, that's so nice. Uh, oh, an avocado. <laughs> Thanks. It's it's true. That's pretty much that's it. Yeah. Well, I think it brings up a good i like a, a good thought in that that we've mentioned this again before that people have different styles of how they approach friendship. Oh yeah, for sure. And so for you, and I think for me as well. It takes a lot more to become best friends with us. Yeah. And some people, they just feel like past like a certain connection or a certain time that you hang out with someone, like it's more quantitative rather than qualitative, you know? Yeah. 
I'd agree. And so us, for it's like qualitative. For them, it's quantitative. They're mm. like, oh, we spent this many months together. We've hung out this many times. Like, we must be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> and while you're like, no. <laughs> Ooh, and, but at the same time, though, you can't just like respond to someone who's calling you your best friend with no we're not best friends <laughs> like right that's harsh first of all and also that's just it's like when someone says like I love you you can't just be like no unless you're like a terrible person <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> uh yeah I don't know it's just like I just take best friendship really seriously I've had a um good handful of best friends in my life that are I want to say indicative of like a certain era of my like childhood or adolescence or what Mm -hmm. have you yeah yeah and I take it so seriously because I I know that best friendships can really affect change in me as a person and like in my life and also because like (laughs) taking this so seriously this topic I'm like you guys think before you call someone your best friend okay because the repercussions are serious all right well I'm about to throw us for a huge loop ready I'm ready and because I think we're close enough I really don't think this is gonna it's gonna be funny it's not gonna matter Cece, do you consider me your best friend? <laughs> the tension is palpable. Um, but no, I don't think that we're best friends. And No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but I just wanted everyone, because I think, I mean, people who like listen to this podcast might really not know how like, how our friend, like they know how our friendship is. Yeah. But they also don't, right? Yeah. Like they just know it from us talking. Yeah. But they could be listening to this and going, oh, like you guys are best friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> we just need to like actually. constantly remind people we're not best friends, guys. <laughs> we're not. I actually hate her. <laughs> we're no, we're no, work no, no, friends no. exclusively. Uh, I've actually <laughs> never met Mary. No, just kidding. We've, we've you met. You should listen to last week's episode. <laughs> We're complete opposites, you guys. Um, No, but we talked in an earlier episode. I think it might have been like the first episode of the podcast where we said like, we're not best friends. So. Oh, I don't remember. Obviously, hearkening back to my comment, I don't have a memory. I am going to be a sad old lady who doesn't know who she is. Oh, my gosh. Poor Mary. Just losing her marbles over here. But like, I don't know. I think like, for instance, Pappy, our producer, Alex Papworth, he's my best friend, but he's also my husband. Right. And in many ways, it still feels like I don't have just a best friend, you know, because mm-hmm. we we live together. We pay bills together. We have two cats together. You know, it's like if I'm going to have a best friend, like they've got to be able to come over and ask like, oh, what are what have you been up to? What's new? You know, and not just be like, oh, did you see that thing on Twitter that I saw you retweeted? And I'm like, yes, I retweeted it. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally like, did you did you see that thing that you did? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's (laughs) true. Very true. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I feel like Mary, uh, you're kind of in the same boat, but do you want a best friend? I mean, okay. And I probably have said this before. I have a couple best friends, mm-hmm. but there, I don't have any best friends that are like right here, right now. 
in my life, you know? Yeah. So my cousins, I would consider my best friends. Okay. So I have one cousin who's my, like, immediate, like, blood relative cousin. And she will be my, like, best friend for life, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm closer to her than I am with my own sister, like that kind of. <laughs> wow. Like we're we're quite close, um, which we'll we'll get back on with family can be friends as well. Mm-hmm. But then her cousin on her other side of the family is also someone I would consider my best friend. Okay. And then her cousin and me, our mutual god sister, not blood related, is also our best friend. Jeez. So it's it's like this circle of like. Cousins. Yeah, it's like a it's a family affair. <laughs> it is a family affair. But I mentioned this to one of them, Chloe, who's the god sister, and I said like, well, like I don't remember how I phrased it exactly, but I and I essentially said like, well, you and you and Elizabeth, who's the other the other cousin, uh-huh. um, are you all following? <laughs> are closer? You've always been closer to her, and I said that to her. Like, truly, like, believing it. And in the instant, she was like, no, stop it. Like, that's what that was what her response was. Mm -hmm. And I think I responded to that with, like, no, like, I I can see it. Like, I'm not dumb. Like, yeah, I can see that you guys are closer. And there's reasons. They went to school together all throughout middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. They lived closer together. I lived in the, like, city that was neighboring. um, So I didn't get that chance, although I saw them at least once a week, usually more, because I had, like, we did opera together. We had choir practice we had church it was like i would see them at least like three or four times a week right but i had always been aware that they were closer and i like elizabeth would agree that like chloe and i are closer than i am with elizabeth but as i've grown up essentially what i'm trying to get at is i've realized that with me and with everyone and i'm going back to the idea of everyone has different kinds of friendships i can call my relationship with chloe a best friendship even though I know that she's closer to Elizabeth mm. and that they consider themselves best friends as well. I just know that my relationship with Chloe is just a different kind of relationship. Yeah. But it doesn't make it less of a best friendship, you know? Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of that saying I used to hear all the time when I was growing up, like, oh, you can only have one best friend. And that's just like complete crap. Yeah. Because you can have more more than one best friend you can have multiple best friends like hell you could consider every friend a best friend if that's your jam it's your relationship with that person you know it's how you how you consider it to be but I think the main thing I would say about being a best friend ship being in a best friendship rather is like you're both in it together you know I feel like it's not it's not a best friendship if they don't feel the same way you know like I don't think I've ever had this happen to me where I've considered someone my best friend but they didn't consider the same thing mm-hmm. so it's kind of like Ooh, does that really happen but I don't know yeah that would be weird I've always worried about that with the people that I've like uh, like think of the couple of girls that I've like been in their weddings right like my big in college like I definitely think in college we were each other's best friends right now I mean we barely ever talk and Mm -hmm. I've only seen her once since I've moved to England so in two years I've only seen her once wow and she lived in Orlando so it wasn't like we lived super far apart when I moved back to the United States Uh and then 
Allison, who's the other girl wedding I've been in, we were best friend in high school. Out of a- anyone who I've like had like a flirtatious, like <laughs> we're best friends right now, but we might not be in like three years. Will they? Won't they? Yeah, I think she's probably the, the one person that like. Yes, like, no matter where we are in our lives, we will probably consider each other best friends from, mm-hmm. like, high school, but still be, like, super close. Okay. I really don't know if, if I went up to her today and was like, am I your best friend? <laughs> like, I really don't think she would be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't think I would say the same. But, like, that's on a really basic level. But then, like, if you get down to, like, you know, who we are, who we used to be, like, the, like, really like, in-depth parts of our lives, I would say, yes, we're, like, we're close enough that we are best friends, like, lifelong, but, like, in this period, we're not. So, basically, your friendships haven't ended, necessarily. It's just, you know, you you reach the top and it didn't explode sort of thing. (laughs) Right. So, it's like, where do you you go from the top? You kind of just, you hang around feeling familiar and, you know, carry on with your lives onto the onto the next mountain to climb you know well yeah I was thinking of like rolling hills yeah sort of, like relationships are like you climb up to the top the pinnacle and then you like you plateau yeah you're plateauing for a while and then you sometimes you go low and sometimes you you start the climb again mm. and it's it's always changing and it's always going to be like different aspects, but it's still like the same long stretch of hills. I like that. So it's... That's nice. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> Is that a metaphor? Yeah. Yes. It's a nice one to picture because it's like... An allegory for friendship. The grass is the... I don't know. I don't is know. the laughter <laughs> you share. Share together. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay. That reminds me like... My first best friend, his name was Sean. I was literally like four years old. We were best friends. Um, My second best friend, her name was Emily. And then my third best friend, her name was Sarah. I'm just naming my best friends because it's like we didn't hate each other. You know, these just like ended for whatever reason. Yeah. My next best friend after Sarah and Emily was Maggie. And then after Maggie, I became best friends with Kevin and Amanda, but Amanda is another story because <laughs> oh boy. She was Oh boy. Guys, she was a compulsive liar, so I had to shut that down. <sighs> she was the girl I went to summer camp with that like oh. lied about me. Yeah. Oh, right. So <laughs> Amanda. Yes. So I was best friends with Kevin for a really long time, like all through high school. But I was also best friends with Courtney and then also Clancy. And then I want to say that was it until college. And then I had a few other like best friends. But since they're a little more recent, you know, (laughs) we'll just keep those. I won't mention them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's interesting to think about. Like, I have this huge list of best friends that, you know, with the exception of Amanda, they all ended <laughs> on a high and we just yeah. either went to a different school or um, actually, I feel like that was pretty much it. We went to different schools and so lost touch with each other. Yeah. I mean, along the way, I've also had really great friends as well, but maybe we weren't as like attached at the hip as I was with a lot of the other people. I don't know. 
I think a really good way to illustrate, like, the difference between our best friend styles <laughs> is that, like, if I had to list my best friends right now, like, throughout my life, like, in order or whatever. Yeah. So first would be a girl that I can't even remember her name. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, though. Next, it would be Katie, and this would be, like, elementary school. Mm-hmm. And then after elementary school, it's pretty much, like, Chloe, Elizabeth, Molly, my cousins. And then high school, it's Allison. And then college, I guess, oh, college is a little different, I yeah, think. Yeah, it is. And I'll also, like, not mention those people because it's pretty close. Yeah. And I think a couple people. I'm, like, pausing and thinking, wait, are those people my best friend, like, all of a sudden? <laughs> Just asking the hard questions. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, like there's people that I'm thinking of. Like, I have my friend Caroline from camp. Mm-hmm. And I know people who listen to this know her. But I considered her my best friend, I'm pretty sure, throughout high school. But I don't. I really don't think she considered me her best friend. I don't know. Uh, I've had a few friendships like that. Like, we were so close that it's like we were, like, about to be best friends. But I think we kind of just agreed that it would have been weird to call our friendship like oh we're bffs yeah i don't know it just didn't feel right but we were close enough that it was like ride or die you know yeah (laughs) and then eventually you know uh, that was the friendship that that broke so who knows maybe that that'll tell you something i don't know guys but now i kind of want to go back and ask her and like ask people like did you consider me your best friend in Aww. this period of time? Like, if she said no, I wouldn't be sad. I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but if she said yes, I would also be, like, surprised and, like, happy because, like, Aww. I, like, throughout that time really didn't think that, like, yeah, she was. But then I think again and again and again, I need to stop, like, getting this idea of, like, you can only have one best friend right. in my mind. Yeah. Like, because I know she had so many different best other best friends, mm-hmm. like our mutual friend Jackie, and Jackie was considered best friends with Molly, who, you know, is my best friend. Yeah. And my cousin. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't I don't know. I just don't know. This is like a hard topic. It is. To talk about. I mean, I think it's something like when you're growing up, you know, you want to fit in and everything. And it can be touchy to ask someone like, are you my best friend? Or like tell them that I consider you my best friend because it's you feel very vulnerable. And like, who knows? They might reject you you know I don't like rejection do you like no (laughs) it's scary and in the past I think I think I've like heard from people that I consider like good friends or whatever and I've I've had them say to me like yeah I've always thought you were like one of my like coolest friends or something and it was just like what like (laughs) why didn't you say something sooner because like I don't know if you guys have been paying attention this season, but your girl needs that reassurance. You know what I'm saying? I will say that you are one of my coolest friends. Mary, You're so funny. No. You're so funny. I can't get I can't get over it. Like I'm just like, wow. Mary. I wish I was as funny as Cece. <laughs> Shut up. You're just trying to get brownie points. I'm like so embarrassed. What is what are those points gonna do for me? I don't I have no idea. Like <laughs> something like maybe i'll make you brownies the the next time we see each other i'm hoping that if we if you make me brownies i'll be there to make the brownies with you (laughs) oh 
That's cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, we're gonna go on a break now. Yeah, I need to like stop, stop blushing so much. Um. <laughs> anyway, you you can take it away. <laughs> when we come back from the break, we're gonna talk a little bit more about um, being a best friend, and we've got some research we want to talk about too. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Sienna. Thank you so much for listening to episode 19 of Make New Friends. Um, I'm still like slightly embarrassed that Mary said I'm cool, but hey, what are you going to do? I only have a few announcements this week, so let's just get on with it. As you guys know by now, we don't pay to advertise the podcast in any way, shape, or form. So if you like what we're doing here at Make New Friends, why don't you spread that good, good word, you know? Like, why wouldn't you? You should tell your pastry chef, because we all have one of those, (laughs) maybe your florist, and um, also, you know, why don't you tell your personal photographer? I know I tell mine, uh, but if you love the podcast so much, another awesome thing you could do is leave us a review on iTunes, because this is such a great way to help the podcast grow. It lets new people find it on iTunes and in the charts, and it also just makes it easier for people to know what they're getting into. Uh, So yeah, I always look forward to reading those reviews. Um, The next bit... Uh, I have to announce is that myself and producer Pappy, Alex Papworth, my husband, we will be at PodCon in Seattle from November. Nope, not November. Nope, it's December. December 9th and 10th. We will be at PodCon in Seattle. We are so excited and hopefully we'll run into some of you guys there. So if you see us, come say hi. Um, All right. The next episode of Make New Friends will be out on November 29th. And with that, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. After that touching last half, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Yes. And do some research research like we always do yeah um so i had a little bit of difficulty looking up research on this topic topic on this topic of calling someone your best friend so bear with me but i did find a really interesting study so i want to go into that it's from this study titled you are my best friend commitment and stability in adolescence same-sex friendships before you go on I will say that if you like the study portion of our episodes, if you ever find any research that's like really good or pertains mm-hmm. to a topic we've already talked about or something that like you want us to talk about, really do feel free to like send us it and let us know um, because yes. like we want to make this portion like actually founded in like good research, not just like articles from our fave, you yeah. know, psychology <laughs> today. Whatever.com. Psychology today. today. <laughs> yeah, um, I totally agree. And I wanted to read this whole study, but obviously, like, as is the case with many published research articles online, is there's a, a paywall as well. So who knows, maybe in the future, we'll be able to buy some of them. But I'd like to hear from you guys, some some really interesting studies or articles, research, anything like that. That'd be fantastic. Anyway, so 
In 2007, a two-wave longitudinal study among 678 early and 317 middle adolescents investigated the applicability of Rusbolt's investment model. And I looked into this, and the Rusbolt's investment model is actually the investment model scale. And it's this instrument that's designed to measure four constructs, including commitment level and three bases of dependence, satisfaction, quality of alternatives, and investment size. So I think the study in particular from 2007 is using that model to track the adolescent same-sex friendships. Okay? Following so far? Got it. So before you go on, I'm just going to like clarify i suppose so satisfaction level quality of alternatives and investment size those are all like the investment you put into a friendship the quality of the mm-hmm. other friendships that you could have and the yes. satisfaction of the friendship you yes. okay and then obviously the commitment level yes. okay just wanted to make sure like because yeah. it doesn't spe- explicitly say that so i'm like i'm assuming i don't know okay yeah i i think that's a, a good interpretation from what i could gather got it so this study from 2007 uses the Rusbolt's investment model to investigate its applicability to adolescent best friendships. Mm-hmm. And it uses that model to test its usefulness in predicting friendship stability. So essentially their goal is to see, can you predict the stability of a friendship using this Rusbolt investment model? Okay. Got it. Good? Okay, good. (laughs) It's definitely a lot to take in, that's for sure. So, in the results, they found that satisfaction, quality of alternative friendships, and the investments in the friendships, aka the variables in the model, predicted the commitment in friendships, both concurrently and over time. And the investment model variables also predicted friendship stability. And among stable friendships, the Rusbolt model predicted the tendency to switch best friends. So I know what you're probably thinking, like, what does all this mean? Are you more (laughs) likely to ditch your BFF if the relationship is stable? Like, or does it mean the inverse? Well, the study also found that commitment mediated the effects of satisfaction, investment in the friendship, and alternative friendships on tendency to switch best friends. So basically, the study says, if you're both committed to the friendship, you're less likely to switch best friends. Okay. They're going through it in a, in a long-winded fashion, right, essentially. Right. Research. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's just, it's a lot. So as expected, gender and age differences were more important for older adolescents and associations among the Rusbolt model variables were stronger for girls. Mm. So basically, the study found that as you get older, the uh, gender and age differences are they carry more weight and it's shown more for girls. So you obviously care more about like the type of friends you surround yourself with, I guess, is a way you could interpret that. And overall, the investment model proved useful in predicting commitment and stability in adolescence. Best friendships. Woo. Wow. Well. (laughs) Okay. Now we got to kind of deconstruct that into our lives. Yes. (laughs) First of all, obviously, their, their hypothesis was probably that this is how the outcome would be. Yeah. And I think that whatever they were trying to prove, that they proved it. I think the most interesting part of the whole thing is about the gender and age difference Mm -hmm. when you're older, which just to clarify to make sure I'm understanding that right. So like as you get older, 
the gender and the age difference between your friends, it becomes less of an issue? Um, Or, like, that actual aspect of the relationship becomes more important? I think it becomes more important. Okay. I had also, when I was looking at research, I saw some other articles that were talking about um, same-sex friendships in young children, and they seem to focus on the quantity of same-sex friendships in younger children versus, like, opposite-sex friendships and how... I think a few of them appeared to say that same-sex friendships were a non-issue for children. Don't quote me on that, guys. That's not what we're talking about. But that just leads me to believe that they're saying that as you get older, you're paying more attention to the gender and the age differences among your friends. Right. Okay. So that's where the, like, importance factor lies. Yes. Because, like... For when I was listening to it, it, it was hard to understand whether or not, like, oh, it, it's more important, like, for me to have someone who's this other gender <laughs> yeah. or to have someone who's, you know, five years older than me or what have you. Um, So, yeah. you yeah, I see where it actually is trying to explain that. I hope everybody listening does, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought that this study seemed really unique because they use this other model to input these variables whereas I feel like you know you could say like oh yeah sure if you're committed to your friendship then you're going to be less likely to switch best friends but you don't really have the data I guess you could say Mm -hmm. so I think it's interesting that they've chosen to use this model as like a scale for that and they did use quite a large amount of um, of subjects. like Yeah, a good sample size. Yeah, it's like about a thousand or so in total. Pretty good. Yeah. I tried to find some research for this topic as well, and I didn't find anything that was like really good, but something that I did find that I'll just like mention very briefly. I don't know the – it was like a Harvard study, but I'm not sure, like a mixture of two – studies one of them was a harvard study um it was about dna Mm. and like similar dna types in people who end up being best friends and like the article that i found about it was like a daily mail article so it wasn't very good (laughs) um like i feel like if i found the actual like synopsis of the research then it would probably i would probably like it more but it was talking and this kind of harkens back to the um the episode about um opposites attracting is that people who have similar DNA get along better. Mm. And that's pretty much what the study founded, that, like, people, like, it was, you know, quite technical. And, like, the person with the CN4DC gene, everyone who has that are these kinds of people, and they tend to get along better. Yeah. So that makes it more likely that they'll be best friends for longer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, just... Anyone thinking about it, you can probably think about some, like, issues with that. And that's kind of why I didn't want to, like, conclusively add it to our research. Yeah. But it is something to, like, think about that our DNA – and in that also where our DNA, like, comes from geographically and, like, our – the, like, ancestor travel and what you look like and the type of, you know, what type of hair you have and all that can also fall into that – realm and why people feel more comfortable together there's a lot of things there's a lot of things Mm. yeah i just googled like dna best friends and there are quite a few 
I want to say articles talking about this study. There's also dog DNA testing now available for the best friend's pet super center. So, you know, <laughs> but uh, I think that's really interesting. The idea that you and your best friend or you could find your best friend based on your DNA is another way you could look at it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be crazy, though, if you just like you you spit into a cup, send it off, and then they send you back a profile of your best friend and they might be across the world from you. Like, that yeah. would be insane. There's some, like, uh, YA books that are based off that premise, oh, but whoa. for, like, relationships. So it's, like, mm. you know, dystopian universe where, like, you're matched with your match. It's called Matched. The book <laughs> I'm thinking of is actually called Matched. Pretty fitting. And it's, like, you're matched with a person and, like, that's who you're supposed to be with for life. And mm. it's, like, and then that's just, like, the basis of it. Then it goes off into, like, major, like against the government dystopian oh, wow. themes but <laughs> that's kind of like the premise of it all yeah um <laughs> but um yeah it, it, it is an interesting thing to think about and hopefully that is not something that is like will happen mm. i don't know i don't think i would like that you know yeah i mean i, I would try it maybe but I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I'll get a DNA test. I'll see, like, where my family is from. Yeah. But it's not going to be like, oh, I guess I have to move there now that I'm 58% British and Irish. (laughs) No thanks. Which I am. (laughs) I haven't done a DNA test, so I I think, I don't know, I'd be a little, like, skeptical of a service that's, like, telling you the type of people you should be hanging out with or be really close with. Yeah, true, true, true. It's a little, little... scary conspiracy theories <laughs> could think of some so i want to talk a little bit about like commitment and mm-hmm. friendships just to tie this back in with the study so do you have any personal experiences with like commitment and any of your best friends over the years has that ever been a question that you've had to ask like are we committed are we both in this together sort of thing um no Mm. I don't think so but like I said I've had a lot a a lot fewer best friends than you have a lot fewer is that a that's not a grammar thing Um, it's it's fine (laughs) um and they have all been like lifelong pretty much so it's I just come from a different experience I guess that's true yeah you do have a lot of like long-standing friendships in general like you're friends with people from like kindergarten or whatever and I'm just like what how how can (laughs) how can you do that it's so embarrassing yeah but I mean to be fair they're like all my family so yeah that's true you kind of can't just like ghost your family yeah I think the people who I'm still friends with like the latest or the like how far back they go is high school so Mm, a little less embarrassing yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like when I was growing up, I had maybe like a best friend every school year. Like in middle school, for instance, Maggie was my best friend in sixth grade. Like we did the talent show together. We sang Hillary Duff's uh, perfect song, I Can't Wait. <laughs> we even like we went shopping. We got like the, the silver choker with like the heart on it, you know, that Oh, like the half and half? No, no. It was like uh Hillary Duff wore that 
choker with a heart on it. And we were like, we have to look. Oh, like the Tiffany one? I have no idea. We got it from Claire's soul. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's based off of a Tiffany. Oh, uh-uh. well. Then, yes, based off the Tiffany one. But we were, like, so close having sleepovers, like, every weekend sort of thing. And then once she went to a different school, we stopped talking as much. Like, you know how you're like, oh, yeah, we'll keep in touch, we'll keep in touch. And then you don't. And so you make new friends. Um, I feel like that was most often the case with my best friendships especially before the internet really took off as like a place to keep in touch with your friends. It was just harder back then, you know, whereas like these days, you've got Facebook, you've got Snapchat, you got Instagram, you got Twitter, all those other things you use. Yahoo Messenger. Oh. No one uses Yahoo Messenger. Don't worry. No. (laughs) But like. Does it exist still? Probably not. I think it's. It's gone. It's long gone. It's gone. But in terms of like commitment with those best friends, we were always like super committed. You know, it was like, it was almost like we were in our own little like cult. (laughs) You know, like just doing the weirdest stuff. Just like, oh, yeah, let's let's break open these glow sticks and throw them all over the room. Because we can. Oh, my God. That's, like, the kind of stuff we did. (laughs) Um, And it was just, it was fun. But it's just, like, I don't know. It's kind of sad. Aw, now I'm thinking, like, man, what's Maggie up to these days, you know? Yeah. Where's she at? We are friends on Facebook, though, so. You should message her. Actually, I think when I was on Facebook a few years ago, uh, we had talked and caught up um that's nice it's crazy to see where people's lives take them yeah that's true yeah i think she she has a son whoa and i think her her son was like two years old when i last spoke to her damn and that was like maybe two years ago so it's crazy that's for sure yeah yeah but yeah no i don't think i've had any commitment i don't I don't really think about like I guess the deepest commitment issues I would have in like a best friendship or a friendship is just like like why are you hanging out with people and I'm not there but like I don't think that's like a no but I mean that I don't like it's not an issue for me now because I live (laughs) away from everyone so it's like duh you're hanging out without me I'm like literally in a different state (laughs) but like at first you know you had to have felt like oh my gosh how could they right Yeah. Whenever, like, I go home, anyone's home for, like, Christmas or, like, Thanksgiving or something, Mm -hmm. and everyone is home, and, like, I see, like, say, Chloe and Elizabeth are, like, hanging out, I'm like, why wasn't I invited? Yeah. And I just remember, it's like, well, it's because, like, they practically live in this, like, together. Like, they live down the block from each other, Mm -hmm. and, like... It's very easy to just like and and Chloe like she she dog sits she babysits she's like all wrapped up in Elizabeth's like outer circle like her world and her family's world so it's like yeah I get it and I live like forty five minutes up the road like it's not right. easy for me to like and and so like if you don't invite me I'm like essentially like well initially not essentially initially I'm like why wasn't I invited but then I remember like oh yeah duh. Because it takes you like an hour to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would definitely explain why they're not inviting you to pop over. And I mean, they do. It's just like any kind of like last minute stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just they like they know they can't. Yeah. So when you went to college, did you ever feel like that 
FOMO that we both hate. Like, I don't know if you had any friends who were still in high school when you went off to college, but did you ever experience any of that? No, most of my friends were older or the same year as me, mm. so not really. Gosh, it's just it's just me, just me experiencing this stuff. Jeez. <laughs> well, that's good because we it shows that we come from very different perspectives yeah. on some things. So yeah. Well, when I went to college, a lot of the people that I knew when I was in my hometown, they would hang out all the time, and I would feel so left out. And the same thing happened when I moved from. Orlando to New Orleans for like a year before moving to England I was just like oh I miss everybody like I want to hang out with everyone and uh you know it sucks yeah well 100% that's how I felt when I left England Mm, oh yeah oh yeah I remember that and I still feel that like all the time like I was thinking about it I'm actually going to make a video about this like I've been thinking about it for a while and like now that I live in a place where I have good internet and also good lighting. Yeah. <laughs> I can finally like make videos again if I wanted to. But the idea behind like still feeling like I'm friends with people and last night I thought like if I showed up in London tomorrow, I honestly do not feel like a day has gone by. Wow. Like I could just fall right back into place. That's crazy. But that's how I feel. Like, yeah. I don't know how they feel, you know? Right, yeah. And I, like, barely talk to anyone over there. Like, occasionally I'll chat to someone or I'll see some people at conventions. But then other than that, like, there is no reason that, like, I expect these people to still be my friends. Yeah. But I, I feel in my heart like I could just fall right back into place. Mm-hmm. You know... Sorry to cut you off for like the zillionth time. No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) But that reminds me of when I was in New Orleans and my friends were in Orlando. And I felt like the same way. Like, you know, if I was just there, we'd just hang out and do whatever. And when I did go visit, it was totally different for many reasons. Partly because I wasn't living there. So I didn't have a car. I didn't have my own place. And I had to rely on people more. Which was not great, just in general, but it just wasn't the way that it was. And so if you came back to England, are you like concerned that that would be the case? No, actually, I'm not really. <laughs> oh, thank God. Like, I know that like a lot of relationships have changed there. Yeah. That aren't like me and someone else. It's like p- other people. Mm. But like on a whole, everyone is still sort of like doing the same thing and they're still friends with the same people and a lot of them live in the same place so it's not like it's not like I think the the hardest part like you said would be like I don't have like a place to go home to at the end of the day so like if I went and visited for like two weeks like I would be living with someone like the hardest part I think would be like during the day when people aren't hanging out yeah so I, I would like I would have to find something to do because people would either be in school or at work or or what have you. And I think that would probably, like, if I went, I would fi- probably feel the most down during, like, the daytime yeah. when there just aren't people doing anything um, and feel like, oh, no one wants to hang out with me. But then I'm like, no, it's because people are, like, living their lives and you, like, dropped out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, like, it's something I've thought about a lot. And, like, the video that I want to make is is more about my feelings of still 
feeling like I'm friends with people. Yeah. I know, like, people aren't stopping halfway through their day or, like, at night thinking, like, I wonder what Mary's doing. Like, I know people aren't doing that. But maybe some of them are. Yeah, but, like, not, like, on a day-to-day basis. Like, I think I, like, my time in England was very... I don't know. It was just a completely different friendship experience that I've ever had before Mm. that I felt like I was part of a group and I was included. And there was like a large group of people who always hung out. Like I've never felt like I was part of like a clique of people, except maybe in high school. But like Mm. even then, like those people actually went to a different high school. So it was like it was different again. Yeah. And I think it's also a lot of me like being in a place where I don't have friends yet, really. I have Mm -hmm. like a couple and that I hang out with like maybe once a week. But like other than that, it's like I don't have friends. So now I'm like thinking back to the people who are my like most recent friendship group Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just getting very like FOMO-y. For sure. And from my experience of your time in England, all of those friendships, they just seemed very intense and quick moving. Like, you just immediately clicked with these people and it felt like or it seemed like you had found your place. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, wow, Mary's doing so much stuff. Um, so I can totally understand how going from 100 to like 50 <laughs> might be a little frustrating at times because you totally seemed in your element. And like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen you be more of a social butterfly than when you were <laughs> in London so well I would definitely say that like this is totally off the topic of best friends we're sorry guys <laughs> but like this is this is it's, where we've ended up yeah it's, it's um, a chatty episode that's for sure yeah is that like I definitely think I found a part of myself this is so dumb to say <laughs> but really <laughs> you gotta say it you gotta say it I like found a part of myself when I moved there like not just like the friendships and stuff, but, like, feeling really good in a place. Mm -hmm. Like, I initially really didn't like London, but then by the end, like, I still think, like, I am meant to be in London. Like, that's in my, like, heart of hearts, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting emotional. (laughs) But, yeah. No, I think that's good. Um, I think we've rambled on enough. Yeah, I think so, too. I feel like we've covered as much as we can about the topic of, like, being best friends and what that means. Um, I want to ask one final question uh, just to round this out. So Mary, do you think there's a way to definitively tell when you've become best friends with someone? No. No? No. I don't think so. I think it's like, well, it's sort of like you mentioned at the beginning with love. You, <laughs> you don't really, you like, you know, but you don't know. Yeah. You you feel it. Not that I've ever really been in love, but well, <laughs> from what I understand, <laughs> in my personal experience, it's like, uh, for me, being best friends is like a big commitment, and much in the same way as like entering a long term serious relationship, you've got to take it seriously and you've got to be on the same page. And you know, you got it's a two way street, you guys. We say this all the time, but it, it's it's so true and it's so important to realize that you've got to be on the same page as your friend. And if you're not, then how can you be best friends? You know, how can you rely on them and them rely on you if one of you is like head in the clouds, just doing their thing while the other one is like trying so hard to be loyal and Mm -hmm. whatever so 
Yeah. Um, I don't think there is any one specific way to tell when you're best friends with someone. I think it's probably a culmination of things. Like you wouldn't just walk up to a stranger and say like, we're best friends now because we're wearing Converse, you know? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> I think they'd be a little weirded out that you approached them on the street. But yeah, I think that about sums it up. Yeah. yeah. You just know. You just know. But there's signs as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like best friend at first sight, you know? Yeah, yeah. You develop it. Yeah. <sighs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening yeah. to this episode, you know, <laughs> from A to Z, back to A. Yep. A- A-Z-A. Um, all right, let's go into the outro. Thanks for listening to Make New Friends. Do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share? Email us at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at newfriendspod. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Papworth, and music by Max Wallace. For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.